Hello, thanks for tuning in to Mud Hut. You're listening to Asha on Anchor FM. You could be tuning in via Apple iTunes, now available through Anchor FM. Now that iTunes, Apple have just bought Anchor FM. So you can also hear us on Radio Public, Acast and Google Radio and all those Google, Google Cast in the world, world west of podcasting. Good morning on today's Saturday the 9th of November 2019. For today's transits and ephemerides, we are in sun in Scorpio. We're going to be in Scorpio for a little while longer. We're only 16 degrees there or roughly thereabouts. We've got moon in Aries, so woo! That's a sexy combo, sun in Scorpio, moon in Aries. I think that is Eddie Murphy, one of those combos. So he's got 11 children, evidently, and they're the ones that we know about also, allegedly. Sorry, Eddie, but we know you demean. Um, I probably should cut that bit, but nobody's listening. So Mercury is in retrograde Scorpio, people. Yes, we are in the midst of a Scorpionic Mercury retrograde, which is a little bit kinder, I feel, to certain aspects of our community here of a seven billion on the planet and venus there in sagittarius so actually it's a little bit kinder with scorpio aries scorpio sagittarius planets all hovering over planet earth here so now we have also mars in libra jupiter in sagittarius saturn in capricorn Uranus in retrograde Taurus, Neptune in retrograde Pisces, Pluto in Capricorn, Chiron in retrograde Aries, True Node in retrograde Cancer, and True Lilith in retrograde Pisces. I'm liking this combo. There's no, Le- well, not because there's no Leo, but there, there doesn't seem to be any Virgo energy, immediate Virgo energy at this stage. Um, Leo, that for that matter. Or I can't, mm, I can see a little bit of um, Pisces. I am looking at Gemini, not much Gemini. I think that air is a bit missing up there, so a lot of muted energies. The moon phases is 89.77% waxing moon. So we're headed to a full moon on Tuesday, the 12th of November. Um, And that's in UT time 0130 so i can i think it's seven hours either before or after uk gmt greenwich mean time um so i'll have to do an update on the full moon so i'll do a full moon podcast at some point so yeah those are today's transits for saturday the 9th of november sun is in scorpio i think we've got the sun in scorpio the moon in aries for the next few days saturday sunday and monday and it will be very aries is very energetic and jumpy uppy and downy rubbery and actiony so even though it is turning colder wrap up and go for a walk i'm going for a ramble on sunday on the cliff tops in Dorset there and um, try and get the cobwebs out of um, it's just nice to get out of London or get out of the big smoke the city every now and again I recommend it if you can possibly just even for a day change is always as good as a rest if you're feeling in a bit of a rut that scorpionic energy can make you feel a bit stagnant Excuse me. <laughs> that engine is about 30 years old on that old Mercedes, so that's, that's traffic for you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, with Mercury in retrograde Scorpio, just double check things. Just silly mistakes, I think, might occur during this Mercury retrograde. Um, double check you've got your keys and things like that, that you haven't got your phone in a vulnerable pocket that might plop down the toilet, <laughs> literally. Um, And yeah, have a wonderful, wonderful next few days.
I've got with me Latoya Gill from Untamed Artists. Um, do you want to introduce yourself, please? <laughs> Hello, yes, I am Latoya Gill from Untamed Artists. Um, and the concept, I guess, came from me having worked as an artist for a few years and seeing how the art was kind of undervalued and seeing me and my friends being exploited in, in certain respects of the art world. So I decided to go back to uni to do a GDL um, to become knowledgeable on copyright and contract um, just to help artists out from an artist's perspective. Um, so I've recently, even though I've had the idea of Untamed Artists for a while, I've recently kind of really started pushing it after finishing up on my GDL course, which is a graduate diploma of law. Oh, where did you study that? At the University of Law, actually, which sounds like a make-believe uh, place, but it's actual, it's real. Uh, my campus was in uh, Star Street, near Russell Square. Oh, nice. Um, so meeting you here today, um, you've got a website, and um, could you tell us a little bit more about your website? Uh, so my website is basically, it's quite basic at the moment. It's just... Um, it's an introduction into what Untamed Artists do. As, as I said before, it's in its nascent stage. So it's, there is um, like a paragraph of what we do as, an, as Untamed Artists. There's um, some footage of past events that we've done. There was an event, a uh, regular event that I do called Factory 46, which is a live photo shoot um, of artists. Um, so there's some information on that. And there's also um, even though any artists from any field, whether it's music, art, photography, dance, can come and get our, receive our services, um, there is a core team that I'm promoting and helping out and advising, and um, those are my core team, which you'd be seeing more of. Uh, one works is a photographer, and at the moment it's working heavily with Polaroids. Um, great guy, Kanura Pam. And there's another uh, lady called Iris Iris. Um, she is a movement artist who has background in architecture. She also sings. And there's um, an artist called Colombo as well, which I'm working on. Um, talking to you previously, you mentioned something called Artists Anonymous. Yeah. Could you um, perhaps tell me a little bit about that, please? So Artists Anonymous um, is essentially an AA session, I guess that's how I describe it. For artists, so uh, artists, a lot of the time artists kind of live solitary lifestyles where they will just go away and create and not really have, it's not like when you go to work um, and then you have colleagues, sometimes you could just be working on your own for a very long time. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of frustrations and anxiety and um elements of that lifestyle. In isolation. Yeah, there's an isolation that comes with that. So AA Artists Anonymous is is the group session to share those um, frustrations with fellow artists and also to discuss, to be inspired by fellow artists, to discuss ideas, to discuss um, struggles that you meet, that you go through as an independent artist, getting your work shown, getting your work exposed. Um, So it's just that creative space. Um, I used to do it a few months ago but then stopped uh, but we're going to be starting it up again once a month in in 2020. And so roughly what area is it? I think you mentioned Finchley Road or something like that. Would it be um, North London or something? No, we did. We used to do it in Kentish Town and so we'll be doing a space in Central just so it's a, a base where a lot of people can come from all directions of London. Awesome. Um, I think that might be all I've got to answer, question you, question you. Um, but, um, is there anything you'd like to add about um, perhaps, I don't know, a future event or anything like that coming up? Uh, yes, I am planning what we're doing in 2020 and there's quite a few interesting um, projects I'm working on. Could you just tell us your website name, please? The website is www.untamedartist.com. Um, yeah, so uh, so we'll be doing one of the we'll be doing Artists Anonymous once a month, and then uh, we do something called Factory Forty Six, which is a live photo shoot um, of different artists. Uh, there's examples of that on the website. We are. It's not actually. We will be soon launching an artists uh, retreat, which will be happening in May. 
Um, it's a seven day, um, a seven day experience in nature where artists will be selecting, there'll be 10 artists that will be creating in that space of time. And then in a few months later, so towards the end of 2020, we'll be having a group exhibition of all the works that are being created in that seven days. Um, and then we also, actually that's the only ones I can mention at the moment. Okay. I have two, there's um, also projects I'm working on with my clients and they will be launching one in February and one in March. And, yeah, and, so look, and look that out. information will be available? Yeah, we're soon going to be promoting those uh, projects. So keep an eye out on untamedartists.com to find out more. Wow, Latoya, it's all super exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to thank you, thank you for that lovely little interview. Thank you very much. I am here with, can you just tell me your name? Madalena Anna Richardson. Okay, Madalena, nice to meet you. Um, can you run me through your website and just tell me everything there is about it? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, so we are, um, we are a branding firm and we specialize, in, um, we specialize in branding design and animation. And um, I'm just gonna take you through our portfolio, our work. It is where creativity happens. <laughs> you could just like speak a bit louder into the mic. That's yeah, that's yeah. fine. Thank you. Um, our business is called Madiana Design, and we've been going um, for um, about six to eight months. Um, we've been in the industry for five years, um, and our f one of uh, our project here, uh, CrossFit, is um, one of our main projects that we've done. Um, so K Fitness um, is an established gym that, were, um, that was created in Rosendale. Um, the, the client wanted us to create an identity for him that would be strong, uh, but also family friendly. Um, and he was um, mainly CrossFitness. Uh, within his specialism, so we created an identity that was focusing on the C and F of K Fitness and integrated the F within the C and then from that simple concept we uh, established a more um, strong element and corporate identity within the colours of grey and orange mm -hmm. to sort of complement sort of the current trends of today and obviously the, um, the creative aspect of what we as an agency we've have created. Um, with that he was very happy. Um, it also painted a picture of his brand and sort of exactly what he wanted from the brief. Um, and also we created um, well, we, we placed it upon the stationary set to sort of see the placement of it and then from that he, he was going to himself place it within um, sort of clothing, you know, the gym clothing that he would be, you know, uh, getting printed and giving to his members branding. of staff. It's part of the branding, yeah. yes. So that, that's, that's him. And um, did you study uh, web design? Or did you study like marketing? Or? Uh, no, so I studied um, I studied um, graphic design. Right. Um, studied art and design as I was growing up. We specialised in graphic design, understanding and desiring the idea of design, and um, took that further. And then when I came to London in 2014, was able to um, get some uh, branding jobs. Where, where did you come from? Within outer space. Where, where did you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, originally I'm from Romania. Oh, right. Um, I came here in 1997. Right. Uh, I, was, I was, um, placed in an orphanage when I was five, okay. nearly six. Oh, wow. Came, oh. I came here, um, on medical treatment for my arm. Right. And, um, uh, the people, the, the couple that, um, um, adopted me. Yeah. Are based in Bolton. 
Right. I, I, they... I thought I had a Lancashire based <laughs> yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, they took me into their home, which I thank God for, and um, were able to bring me up in the nurture and love of God. Wow. And to also bring me up in the um, in the sort of loving environment and um, you know encouraging me, Lord, encouraging me to you know do what I love and do yeah. design. So Excellent. as I was living there, I went to University of Bolton. Yeah. And then from then on, that's how it all... And then all... you came to that there, London. I came to London, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, knowing that that's where the target market yes. was for the this design is the place industry. To be, definitely. Um, Although Manchester and places like that, do, and Leeds even, and Sheffield, do yeah. have, you know, corporate areas in that respect. But I think, yeah. I think honestly, London mm. is the place to be for art. I mean, I've, I've been to Berlin, I've been to places where you think, oh, these are the cutting-edge places to be. Mm. Actually, I feel like London, really at the moment, is a good place to be, mm. especially for, for illustrators and web designers. Yeah, definitely. It's the ever-changing uh, hub of creativity, isn't mm, it? Definitely. Um, yeah, it's definitely good. Um, all right, um, so I'm just going to take you through another, another project. So... So that was sort of a more um, closer-knit client. Um, this one, Create Media, was um, an agency. So they, based in London Bridge, they're, um, they were requesting a brand refresh. Mm. And they were a, a big organisation which needed a brand you, refresh that was... And this is all you? You don't have a like, team of people No, no, this is just you. me. No, this wow. is just me. Yeah. So I... Um, yeah, so we, we did this um, we did this brand refresh for them. So what they've given us here with this um, with this sort of circular pointy logo, they already gave us that as a sort of a foundation to what they already had because they didn't want to lose that recognition that they already had from clients. But they what what was in it is that they had they had a lot of geometric shapes that was. Um, that was actually overshadowing the name of the company itself. So we sort of took that and simplified it and took the triangle system and just used an aspect of it and then adapting that onto various color waves which represented the departments within that organization. Um, which is which a nice was the, ledge to have yeah, for, and then we, for different departments. Yes. Yes, um, and you can see that the the colours are very, um, very engaging, you know. Um, and then we placed that upon a PowerPoint system, and sort of played on the triangular system there, and used, um, you know, because it's an exper experiential agency, so they they go out and exhibit their own. Um, you know, they, they represent like Warner Brothers and these big names that they, so they have. they do need to be... And they are experiential agency that promotes sort of their products. Yeah. And uh, so, but them themselves needed to be promoted in order for that to happen. Yeah. So uh, that's why we presented them with a PowerPoint presentation that would play on this brand, the new brand system that would be slightly fun and, you know, flipping over the page and playing on all sorts of things so excellent um could you give us the uh name of your website so that everybody out there can so i want zero to seven listeners <laughs> <laughs> can, can get get online to see your work speaking faith you're gonna get more <laughs> <laughs> um it's madianadesign.co.uk and, and it's m-a-d-i-a-n-a d-e-s-i-g-n dot co dot uk excellent well thank you maddie and um you're welcome i uh, hope it all is brilliant for you and get loads of work <laughs> if you're listening on anchor fm on the app you will definitely be getting the music that i've included in this episode um if not i'm not sure if itunes include the music but if you go on anchor and find mud heart on anchor fm you'll find the songs that i've included if not it will just be the um segments of talking and chatting 
but on music I have included in today is a three dollar hat with dead weather we've got sour soul with bad bad not good and Ghostface killer I included also baby scratch my back by slim harpo and I also included the fantastic t-rex get it on from 1971's Bang a Gong. Hey, thanks for getting to this far at the end of the episode. You've been listening to Mud Hut. I hope you've enjoyed the episode today in November 2019. The year is nearly coming to an end and the autumn is well and truly here see you next time i'm putting my um mic in the middle i'm putting my mic in the middle yeah so i've got like visual and audio so I've got a podcast as well, okay. so I can oh, edit cool. that as well. Oh, that would be great. Well, I am a painter by trade, anyway. That's but I'm just like, I'm just trying to occupy my mind with loads of different things. This is a good fun extra little thing to do. Yeah. So you get stripped off there, Diago. So yeah, tell I know Becky obviously. Can I just run through everyone's names because I don't know you guys really apart from Becky. I'm so, Becky. Becky, I know you. <laughs> You know me. What's your name? I'm Diogo. Diogo? Yeah. Can I just spell it? Sorry. D-I-O-G-O. Sorry. Okay, so I don't want to spell it wrong. Ronnie James Diogo. Yeah. <laughs> Do, does, does a surname come with that? Uh, Gomez. G-O-M-E-S. Gomez. Z. Oh, S. No, Z. What's your name? I'm Stuart Gray. Stuart with a U. Stuart with a U. G-R-P's normal. Stuart Gray. G-R-A-Y. Okay. G-R-O-G-R-A-Y. A-Y, yeah. I've done it wrong. Go on in. Davy Mulca. Davy? D-A-V-E-Y, not Y. D-A-V-E-Y. I don't know why. I don't know why. Mulca, M-U-L-K-A. Cool. And um, right, I'm really interested in how you guys got together because I know Brain Washington was a thing and I've seen Brain Washington, but how did they, were you guys in Brain Washington as well? No, no, we weren't. But Black Helium have been going probably since about 2005. Yeah. But as like a kind of, it was a kind of a different thing. It's like a different band. Yeah, it's like one of our extra bands we were doing. So we never really did that much. Although we did, we had about so you were in dramas. It gets complicated. Brain. I was in, I was in Brain Washington. I was yeah. also in the Dirty Birds, Swankers. Yes. Black Helium. Dirty Black Birds. Helium was like that was like my other band, really. But yeah. not as in my other, as in. It's your second band. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I suppose so, but not it's really. It's a side hoe. We were all yeah. sort of bouncing around bands in London, weren't we? Yeah, because really? it, it, it was in the Swankers ago. for a bit, and I I joined right. the Swankers for a little while. <clears throat> I was in another band at the time, and uh, they, they, it just so happened that there was a spot for the, the guitarist to kind of come in and just do a few shows, because the other guitarist wasn't well at the time. So, um, and yeah, I kind of knew Becky like through that, because my old band had done gigs with Swankers and stuff, and it kind of spanned from there. And then, I don't know, that, that went on for a while, and I was I always used to go and watch like Black Helium shows that were kind of going on, and... And then, I don't know, you know what bands are like. Sort of one spins off in one trajectory and one goes I off in another direction. I honestly didn't think that Black Helium were going since 2005. I thought it was well, relatively new. we kind of new. weren't. We weren't. Um, it, it's just it's like the odds. for a long we time, played, though, We played it? to about two people and, you know, a bit like just the usual crappy gigs. Yeah, we, um, did, we did all right. We did no, weren't that many people. We just played. London. We did something. Our, our art gallery. Was we had good. Like a couple of things. Like an art gallery we played, that was quite good. Did quite um, a good lot of work though. When you think about it. Yeah, but it's all like sort of new cross in. I mean, comedy yeah, but that was where the scene was then, wasn't it? I mean, like yeah, there was yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you mentioned a scene. Like what? What? So def- just define it slightly for me, because there seems to be like you know, um, I don't know. There's loads of other stuff going on. So is there still a scene, for example? No. No. 
And not. I would I would say that we probably don't even fit in any scene in a no. weird way. We're kind of definitely our own. There was a there seemed to be a scene scene back then of like just people trying to do stuff. It was yeah. a really DIY environment. Yeah. 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 DIY. Stoke Newington, I think, a few times. Maybe yeah, with Wayne Washington. Yeah. Yeah, it was so. a very DIY sort of scene, and we tried to. And all the stuff. bands were really different as well. Like White Man Kamikaze were completely different to um, Swankers, like Black Healy. All of the, all of these bands. Like, I guess there was a common thread in that we probably all listened to the Stooges a lot. And yeah, it's, it, to it was kind of the, it's kind of garage. Yeah, centered around garage. I think. Yeah, yeah. kind of the, the garage rock was kind of the sort of. And that was the kind of common thing. thread I think that ran through everything, but. You know, like I think we we're all into each other's bands, and it was kind of cool that no one was playing this, like exactly like carbon copies of each other's music. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, just it kind of felt almost like going to hang out, like, and it was an excuse to kind of get a few free beers, doing a gig, and and I don't know, hoping something would come of it. But and your then, style yeah. is particularly heavy, like yeah. you are psychedelic, whatever. I don't know. Like I was saying earlier, there's so many sub 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 genres <laughs> of what it is that you can't really differentiate precisely. I think we're all, think we're all into quite. Well, not quite different stuff, but we definitely all listen to quite different stuff. So it probably brings all of these kind of things together. Is I because I, personally, I sorry if I'm talking too much here. Just tell no, me. No, no, no. But just I, I always think like I'm not. Twenty minutes. I'm, I'm not a particularly good guitar player. I kind of like making noises and weird. But that's the thing. It's that's the thing about heavy. I don't want to say metal, but it's it's drone riffs. That sort of are quite eked out, like Sun O, like that sort of mm, thing. It's really yeah. kind of, it's like elongated, you know, um, chords and riffs. And yeah. So um, I find comfort comfort in repetition. So it's not like Van Halen type shit. No, we don't. No, no. But you like, but it's more like like brain washing, acid dripping, acid dripping kind of like you know, stodgy sludge, slime. Yeah. Do you find, or am I completely like, ah? Oh. I suppose that, yeah, that was, yeah, like, it's stodgy ga- garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes, okay, so you see your Stooges on too much you, Yeah, you still yeah. see yourself more in the Stooges MC5 realm, as opposed to kind of, um, like, metal. Uh, I don't know, yeah. I think, I, well, a bit I think of, there's, bit, bit, there's, bit that's of part in there, of it, that's, but there is, like... Stu- you both got a bit of metal background. Yeah, right? well, we grew, I grew up, like, when I was a kid, growing up in a shitty suburban town like Slayer Records meant the world to me mm. um, yeah because no. like, we bonded on that didn't we yeah we and I, I used to do the sort of the sort of late 80s early 90s sort of tape trading thing mm-hmm. so like the like crust punk and um, sort of like crust punk yeah sort of like bands like Extreme Noise <laughs> Terror and stuff it's like I want to pick the crust I, I the mean it's, sludge punk I think that's the thing with this sludge band that we, you know we're, we're kind of older like us Three, not so much Diogo, but we're kind oh, of. Old I'm 44, so I started off listening to extreme metal. Don't give her. Then I kind of. I'll don't, scratch that. Don't bit. report her. Age 23. That's no, fine. That's good. But it's like I, think, bit... I think that this genre is like, but older, isn't it? But, yeah, but yeah. not just that. But um, in the United Kingdom, we've just got, like I wrote an article, but it's, apparently it was just too heavy metal. It wasn't. Um, sl- it wasn't dark metal enough. But um, I find that, <laughs> I know, that's what this web scene is that I'm writing for is um, oh. it's quite specific. But they are, the editor seems to have picked you guys up. And when I mentioned that, well, it's possible that I could probably interview you guys. He was just like, yeah, I really like them. Yeah, I, I like, saw that email. so random. Like, that you know. is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah so you're, you're fitting into like a scene that is kind of blowing up right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're not but sure. But it's not it in the UK; no, no. it's in Europe more than anything. Even though it's UK bands that are doing it, ironically, again, like any kind of up and coming scene. It's it's like a scene without kind of the major labels, and it's kind of a lot sort of Generation X kind of yeah. generation. It's like a hangover doing from that almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people who kind of like got into Mud Honey when they first come out and stuff. But also, you got like bands like sort of the Utopia Strong. have got like Steve Davis. A snooker player in their band is like sort of in he's his a DJ 60s. too, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, so it's kind of like this weird mixture of like different psychedelic kind of different different versions of psychedelia. Mm. So you got kind of like heavy, then you got the kind of kraut rocky, then you got the kind of sixties. But it kind of all works together. It so does. you can get festivals with all these different types of music. So like you've got seven generations 
into acid almost that's diluted that yeah, kind of thing so exactly. much. <laughs> yeah, people sort of brought up on like um, Mr. Ben and kind of, yeah. And, the, and people that created Mr. Mr. Ben, ben are still punk. there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and turning up to our gigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We played Glastonbury. Uh, Psych Fest. Psych Fest. Not the, yeah, no. Not, not the actual... Yeah, Michael Evis. Michael Evis, if you're listening, we, we, will yeah, we will play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they will. did. They did. Um, they did like a psych fest there, and that was that was funny because it's just full of like people that are still doing it, but they're like 60, 70 years old, still on it. There's sort of psych. I reckon yeah. that you guys would do well in things like Roadburn, and there's a, another festival. Um, what's it called? There's there's, there's loads of this sort of niche, it, I say niche, it's such a horrible word, but that's where you seem to fit into, that, it's, that everyone's really like lapping up at the moment. Mm. Um, and But it's Endalvin Festival as well, and then obviously Liverpool Psych Festival. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, it's, it's happening, but I don't know, London seems to have lost that um, connection, because everyone yeah. is... Yeah, London's, London's, London's just a business hub really so isn't it? We've got yeah. a gig in London in... February, but apart from that, we haven't really had anything for no, ages. No, like well, obviously when we first started, we did like I think it seemed like we only gigged in London. But once we kind of broke out, and I don't know how it happened, even actually, I can't even remember what the first one was. But then all of a sudden, it just seemed like we were always eating up motorway miles to to go and play a gig. It was it was almost like she hadn't played in London for like nine months or whatever. Yeah. But you know, we were doing gigs in what I guess when I was younger, I would have thought were quite random places. Todd Morden. Yeah, like, yeah. Where's that? Yorkshire. We've done quite a lot of gigs in Yorkshire, actually, haven't we? We seem to be quite popular in North. There is actually, I was, I wrote also another article, well, part of this article that I wrote, because when I was 16, I worked at Hammersmith Odeon as an usherette, and back then it was a heavy metal venue. Yeah, yeah. So um, back then I saw all the metal, Anthrax, Metallica, Murderhead, I saw every single band in, like, well, I was 16 in 1988. So, like, 1987, I'd, like, seen every heavy metal band under the sun. Oh, wow. Up there, sort of peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I saw the Black Album, Metallica, they did two nights straight, and that was it. They weren't doing it. They weren't doing, like, um, European tour necessarily, so it was quite a, a catch to have done it. But I was, like... With my ice cream and fags selling them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can smoke fags in a venue yeah. as well. I had an ice cream. 20 bakes into the cornetto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Living the dream. I'll tell you what, that Lots sounds nice, though, doesn't it? Yeah, so it was a good gig to get, you know, because I enjoyed music. and. Um, yeah. But I wanted to ask them, um, just to sort of wrap, not wrap it up, but I wanted to go through your musical influences, each of you, like, to get you to where you are now with this this sort of manifestation of music where you are now starting with Becky or anyone 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 uh, I don't know I like all sorts of weird stuff but like mainly 60s psychedelia I suppose and a bit of Miles Davis thrown in there love Miles Davis uh, I guess I start off being a massive Jackson 5 fan and yeah. I think I love the bass on soul bass is like play with your fingers uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, there's like modern, there's like new bands that are sort of alive and are current today. Are you like on the, do you know any of those bands? Like We um, we, we went to see Sleep the other day. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I like, there's well, a lot of of Doom, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, there's a the Dom Keller, what am I Dom Keller something. Yeah, they're, they're quite... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, cult of that's Dom. it, the cult of Dom Keller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're like, no. but I, I keep meaning to find out. But annoyingly, yeah, you're drifting in that direction where not annoyingly, but it's you're, you're, you've got a home. Well, I think we've yeah. been trying to find one for quite a long time. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it, I think one minute, the moment you think you've got a home, then you know the next yeah, probably time to like rocks. do something different. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah, like yeah. we've kind of had a home, really. Yeah, like, I mean, obviously we've none of it's weird because well apart from Diego none of us really reside in London but I mean there is kind of I don't know I don't know if you call it a scene but you know like bands that play similar sort of music from all over the country there is certain places in London that those kind of bands play that we just don't ever seem to get asked to go and play or anything do we? No, really? um, no. so it's weird we kind of I, I kind of like that position as well though it feels kind of good to kind of yeah my favourite bands like Hawkwind and like Groundhogs kind of a kind of bit 
removed from it all. They weren't really kind of like, they yeah. weren't Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to be on the outside, I suppose, because yeah. yeah. we, like, we have really struggled to get like gigs and stuff for a bit, haven't we? Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's got, kind of falls into place. Yeah. Like I said, we play pigs, 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 pigs. Yeah, that kind of yeah, really yeah. helped. And what it did is, like, how did you it... get on their radar? Well, we played a gig for them in Margate. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Did, but that was like a, a kismet kind of thing, I suppose, to organised, like you know. It was just a, yeah, it was a. It was a promoter I knew in Margate who, who kind of put us on the bill, and then it was just like. I guess both bands did their sets and then afterwards it was just like, I really enjoyed your set, I really enjoyed your set. And then yeah. it was like, they stay in touch sort of thing. And then we did Brave we, Exhibitions. We, yeah, there was a festival up in Newcastle. Up. What's it called? Brave? Brave, Brave Exhibitions, Exhibitions Festival yeah. up in Newcastle. And two of the guys oh, that were in Pigs... Oh, your phone's dropped, so I'll push it back up. Yeah, thanks. Two of the guys that are in Pigs, um, John and Matt, Matt the singer and John the bass player, uh, were not anymore. They were in another band. Oh, yeah. They in another band called, or it wasn't a side Blown project or something. I think they had that That's going before Pigs, but a band called Blown Out, who who were releasing on Riot Season, who we put our first album out with as well. Um, oh yeah. And that was really kind of where it kind of properly forged. I think That's what we did because yeah. it was like those guys played before us at Brave Exhibitions Festival, and then we had a good old chat afterwards, and they were. Like we've got a we've got a gig at Nottingham Rock City, I think, wasn't mm. it? Oh, that's so, right, yeah. And then we kind of that was in April, and we kind of played with them there, and the like the tour offer came in not long after that, um, and obviously we jumped at it. Yeah. But yeah, they were they're a great band. I think you know we, we kind of really yeah. we kind really of complimented each other because they weren't exactly the same, but yeah, you know, kind of but didn't compete yeah. in some ways, but. Were they quite um, amicable on tour? Were they kind of like, this yeah. is our dressing room, stay uh, out of yeah. it. Oh, 100% they, I was the eating, best dudes. I was always eating their food. <laughs> 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 no, because you do hear about when, when you're on tour and the, ba- the the headlining act is just like not, they just don't even interact with the other bands. Oh, no, I couldn't stress yeah. any more how opposite, they, opposite yeah. they were. On the first that. night, we stayed at the um, lead singer's, Matt's. Um, Matt's house. He put up a little bed for us because we... We had to save. We didn't get paid a lot, so we were just no. saving money. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. so really, well looked yeah. after. The, the most decent, the most really. lovely human beings. Like it was a pleasure to go That's and talk. Nice. Yeah, felt actually personally. I, I can't speak for the band, but I actually learned quite a lot actually watching them play live every mm. night and and how they kind of go about things. They were they were actual professional. Bands. Yeah. And but just nice like guys. just how to carry yourself, I think as well when you get to that kind of level of success as yeah. well. Yeah. It's and just, just, Kind of made me realise what we were as well, a bit more. Yeah, yeah but yeah, early one you a little bit more. And uh, one thing that really did help us though is when we, we put out the first album and that really did sort of make us go from being just a band rehearsing to it felt like we became a more of a thing, if you know what I mean. Are you, are you on a record label? Are you we on d- your own record label? No, we just put it out with Riot Season. Let me write that down. Oh, I've got that Riot Season. Yeah, and they... um. They get. They just gave us a sort of a mechanical deal, I suppose. Yeah. You just. They just did. Made us three hundred copies, and um, we flogged them all. But yeah. Yeah, they kind of yeah took a chance on putting it out because we didn't have, I guess, a lot behind us in terms of history or 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 a fan base and stuff, but. Andy over there, you sent him the record, didn't you? And yeah, he, yeah. He was really into it and just like, I'm going to put it out, which was like awesome. Yeah, because yeah, we were going to put it out on tape, weren't we? Yeah. We, got to, we were, we were going to do it ourselves and put it out on tape, but then we got, he, he curtains popped up on his playlist and he suddenly gave us a ring. Yeah, so. it's through Ben as well, our first drummer. Uh, well, he's, he's he sort of like gave us, <laughs> <laughs> he gave us that link. We laugh because there's a whole story with our first drama. Did he spontaneously combust? He did. Yeah. In a way, yeah. Uh... <laughs> or so not. <laughs> no, well. Let's not go there. So, um, so your influences, I got yours, but um, because yeah. at the moment there's loads of like, it's, it's, this sort of stuff is really big in Sweden and that sort of, you know, that, oh, yeah, those yeah. sort of areas. I know, I want to go to Muscle Rock. Yeah. That's the next one. I, I think I'm... But um, oh, we're still working. Do you want to tell me who yeah. you're listening to at the moment? What is? You mean I, well, I mean, surprisingly, I don't really listen to a lot of 
super happy music these days. Like super happy music. Yeah, like super like doomy. Uh, you know, when 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 it comes to like this band, like my influences are probably more like I don't know seventies and sixties like psych music and that transition from like psychedelia into like metal mm. sort of thing. You know, MC Five like I said, or Stooges and uh, the Garage and stuff like that. You know, that's kind of my main inspiration when it comes to drumming in this band. But like. Uh, I listen to all sorts of things, but like I'm as I'm getting older, I'm listening to more and more mellow stuff. You know, I just sit around. I just sit around listening to Simon Garfunkel all day. Oh wow! Yeah. That's the love. Nice. Yeah. Stoked up his my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even listen to stuff that has drums in it anymore. Like it's just, really. No, I'm just kidding. Like, but hardly. Just like bongs and. Bongs and bells. Yeah, just Nick Drake and shit like that. Bongs and harmony sounds like a song on a Gold Park record, actually. Bongs and bells. Bongs and harmony. (laughs) (laughs) Stuart? Yeah, kind of... uh, Right at the moment. I don't know. I was listening to Chris Christopherson on the way here. That's quite good. Chris Christopherson, that's all yeah. country. Yeah, I've been watching that, that Ken Burns dun- uh, country documentary. Oh, right. So uh, listen to that. So lots of country stuff, folk, obscure folk, kind of sort of acid folk stuff. Give me some examples of uh, acid folk. Such, um, like Pentangle. Oh, yeah. Uh, sort of Fairport Convention, mm-hmm. first four albums. Oh, what's uh, that? Mark Fry. Oh, the wee wee Comus. And that kind of thing. And like Can as well, things like Can and oh, like yeah. Kraut Can, Rock yeah. and Can. Damo Suzuki. Yeah, and that kind of period of Pink Floyd sort of after Sid Barrett, before Dark Side of the Moon. Pompeii. That kind of, yeah, they sort of like Pompeii kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, sort of met, metal was kind of where I, my sort of entry point into music. And then like sort of Beach Boys, Beatles. So I think that's kind of what sort of the band has become. Really. So it, you, your band is, is, I mean, you know, I love all your sort of references, but it's quite dirgy, isn't it? In in in, a ni- in the nicest possible yeah, yeah. way. So where does that come from? Like, where are you getting that? Um, yeah, I mean, we we do. do I mean, I, I I listen to you know, I listen to Electric Wizard and Sleep. So I, I kind right, of yeah, and Melvin's. Sort of sort of yeah. But not, I'm not massively. You get kind of like heavy fatigue if you listen too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It stops being heavy. Exactly. It just gets. I like that like heavy Leonard fatigue. Songs, <laughs> and heavier, you know I mean? Look, yeah, exactly. quite a few of our songs are quite weirdly melodic. I yeah, we don't. Well, think I think it has to be. It has to be. Melodic. Yeah, I think that's one of the I things we try to keep. Yeah, really do. but yeah, I think I, I maybe we like to play really loud. It's not. Yeah. It's not. I don't know. It always you, feels. You, We've fallen into this category by mistake. <laughs> yeah, but it always feels like a cop out for me of, of like just just shouting over a, a riff. I mean, mm. unless you're really good at doing it and you kind of got this sort of amazing kind of dynamic in your sound, but I don't know, just playing like a heavy riff and shouting. Yeah. Just to me, it's just like it seems too easy. Mm. So there has to be kind of a really good riff and it has to be yeah. a really good melody. Yeah, what are your songs about? <laughs> Like, are you, are you, because the cliche, I suppose, is like death and really yeah, shit. Yeah, that's probably it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is well, there? First, what are your lyrics about? The first song was called hip, Hippie yeah. on a Slab. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Hippie that's on a Slab. That. But that's what, I mean, tell them, tell what that, I mean, I love the story behind that. Well, it's, it's just, I don't know, the, the title. Is that on your first album? Or no, is this, this is the off the new, new album. album. So okay. that was the first song that we played. Well, we were just thinking about album covers, and Becky's dad had some pictures <laughs> of, like, dead hippies. And Be- oh, Becky just awesome. used... Awesome! No, it sounds <laughs> a bit wrong, because my dad no. was in no, the police force. explain it. It's really But me cool. and my mum used... Well, my mum's gone now, bless her heart. We've, um, we used to watch loads of, like, serial killer programmes and stuff like that. Yeah, that was, like, our bonding moments. Like, watching, <laughs> <laughs> watching these documentaries. <laughs> I like celebrity autopsy. That's good. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Great. The Elvis one's good. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. That's why. Oh, but my, no, because my, my dad was in the police force in the seventies. <laughs> Maybe I should be putting this in the interview, but he, no, I won't put it. Yeah, he, he he had a load of slides that were like his police slides that I used to just sit and look at when I was a kid because they were really weird because they were like 
just dead, dead. people on, a, yeah. on on slabs, basically. But they were mainly like, because he was in the drug squad, they were obviously all like heroin overdoses and stuff like that. And I was just telling them about it and said, oh, yeah, just like the hippies Hippie on, on slabs. Yeah. So, so you got to kind of, it's a title of kind of like optimism and sort of cold indifference, <laughs> sort of simultaneously, sort of like a dead hippie is kind of like... It's sim- kind of like, also symbolic. like s- symbolic of the, of the of our sad little cause, you know, for, I don't know, freedom. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like that's completely. So, wrong, give but... me a line from Hippie on a Slab that that um, I can quote. Because uh, I take it you don't put that in your inner sleeve or your lyrics. No, we haven't got around to doing that. I just think <laughs> people should write the lyrics down. I was reading uh, uh, a Bogliowski, um, um Manson book, and what's her name? Who? The, the, one of the killers Kasabian, Kasabian. she ran away no, Linda Kasabian no the, 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 the really nasty one nasty one is it Anna something I forget her name but the way she in the book she's like talking about when she was like killing people like she's saying oh it's going to be like a trip man she'd be like talking to them it'd be like a trip it'd be like sort of this beautiful thing and it's all these colours and that kind of weird approach to kind of yeah sort of, that, sort of those are the people they probably yeah. shouldn't give acid yeah. to yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychopaths. Yeah, I, yeah, Psychopaths. yeah, I think yeah. the theory of that is is that if you're in this environment where that's where you're thinking, that's where the mindset is, then that's where you'll go because then that'll be like a really good idea, which mm. is unhealthy, obviously, to go around slitting people's throats. But um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that I can understand how they got derived to that. Yeah, yeah, it's like it becomes this kind of psychedelic experience. It's beautiful, Which, man. You know. I always think that yeah. those are fake news as well, that sort of thing, in a way, because it's deterring people from like, having a good time, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, what this sort of horror story yeah. is like, reefer madness. Yeah, 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 yeah like 100%. That. Exactly that. <laughs> Don't touch the reefer, you'll yeah. go crazy. You'll go around slashing people. I remember when I was a kid, my. They used to say that if you took acid, you like try and fly off a building, yeah. or like you cut it's your arms off because they were growing it? out of a window or yeah. something. Yeah, so not true. <laughs> yeah. How can your arms grow out of a window? <laughs> well, they grow so long that you get you have to get an axe with the other one, but I don't know how you'd work it. Well, I just but... imagine arms forming out of a window. Oh, oh, that really is trippy. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I, yeah, that would be good to get like a line out of that. But uh, so yeah, I mean the first line be... of the album is like loving, killing. It's the same thing. So right, <laughs> start off the next decade with a bit of optimism. It's really horrible when people like magnify on things like lyrics, isn't it? I mean, I'm sorry about that, but it kind of like is, kind of it illustrates a little bit better in you know when you're writing something, what perhaps where your head is at at least or it yeah. could be from a fun perspective as well it doesn't have to be uh, we always forget there's humor in these things as yeah. well oh, yeah. you know what i mean like and it's, and it's, not, it's not like you're it's, satan worshiping yeah and it's not my perspective because no. i don't think killing's like good no <laughs> it's well. more of a kind of like <laughs> it depends who <laughs> i guess like you know like all that sort of west coast kind of like love-ins and like future you know like Cults. futures so kind of like flowery and could be so beautiful but it's kind of like just ends up we're getting more right the, the more the more yeah the more kind of like you know you want to start a kibbutz or something and be free but it's it never works out that way yeah, it's, it's, always it, ends it's up, like an almost an acid acetate of what's going on right now acetate acetate <laughs> so yeah let's, do you want to tell us what you're listening to at the moment uh i'm wombles yeah hello um, woman <laughs> I love that late woman it's a cracking album how many times have you heard that in my car uh, I I don't know I, I I'm a, I guess I'm a bit like Stu when I was a kid I was like really into metal I really loved Slayer loved like those first few Metallica albums I think and then Nirvana came along and I know it probably sounds even cheesy talking about that band this day here this day because so. there's so many bands that reference them as a but they were the band that made me think I could play that Right. instrument and they kind of sucked me into a whole world and they introduced me to like Melvin's and, and um, Mud Honey like really those bands were like super important to me like as much as I love that metal thing that was something I listened to because older cousins of mine or you know like you, you should check this out like and then 
90s grunge. Yeah, that yeah. kind of happened and hit me in the face like a sledgehammer, and I just I, I bought into it completely, and then it kind of ended quite quickly with like that whole advent of Britpop, and I actually felt <coughs> so, so out of sync with that kind of movement and it was kind of weird because it was so massive and sort of coming of age when all that music was kind of going on and even though that referenced a lot of the 60s stuff that I kind of grew into it it was I just didn't feel an affinity with it at all no that's all I even listened to drum and bass for a while like because I found that was like hard hitting and and I I found that environment a lot more pleasing to be in than, than being at some kind of concert where there's like, like a bunch of Mancunians and Cockney lads like kind of saying how it is. However, I kind of do respect those bands as I yeah. saw them as well. well. But oh, I kind of, really? I really... Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Saw Compares to Oasis once. Really? Someone yeah. said, oh, said the singing was like Jarvis Cockney. fuck were they yeah. smoking, man? Look at now. But then I kind of really got into, um, I don't know, I was really into, like, in, like, the early noughties. Like, that first Interpol album. Yeah. So you're quite an indie bod, really, in in a way. Obviously, there's metal between you, but then you've kind of got all these other dimensions Yeah, I I think we all have, though. I think that's the thing. I think 90s grunge, probably... It's yeah, like really fine that's yeah. kind of that kind of joins everything together, really. Yeah. But like metal, it's like the, mud honey things. What like. I mean, mm. like with the, like that first Interpol album, and maybe you know, like my bloody Valentine. It's mm. more that kind of spacey kind of echoing way. Yeah, yeah, I mean that. I don't know. I think in a way that kind of that stuff probably influenced my playing more than anything. Yeah. Really, because well, it's a lot. It's very loud. Like my bloody Valentine is like a wall yeah. of sound, isn't yeah. it? Mm. You know. That's so the loudest like, concert I ever yeah, went to. They yeah. like they did a reform yeah. gig about must be about six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And when they were playing, oh uh, god, isn't anything. Uh, there was at one point, uh, what's the song? Oh, you made me realise. Oh, you made me realise with that. War, it's called the Holocaust section. Yeah. It's like it's thirty seconds on the record. It's fifteen minutes long live, and it's just one note over and over and over again. I think that's why I love playing primitive fuck because it's just. That. Also, like in that age, the grunge bit, there was also like Loop and Spaceman Free. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 I was just going to say. So back then, I was in, I was at the Spaceman Free gig um, in 1989. Wow. Yeah, so um, was I at the Walkman's Brentford Centre. Oh, I was in. A... I've just got into an argument with Will Carruthers actually online. Oh yeah, and he was like, we never played there. I was like, uh, yeah. you played twice there. Dude. <laughs> I saw, I saw him at the. I've got disposable camera proof. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Yeah, swinging sporran in Manchester. Yeah, so I was well in, in loop as well. Yeah. I really love that kind of like um heaviness that yeah. um that that is is, is the is telescopes and all telescopes, that. Telescopes, yeah, they've just kind of got back together again. But yeah, so gay bikers and acid were my big thing. So when oh, like, we've been compared to them actually. Yeah, so the, I absolutely like... love that band. Like <laughs> I used to go on stage invasions all the time. I was like sixteen, just going crazy, and they just oh, go come days on, kids. Before, days before barriers, eh? Oh yeah, yeah. Stage like, jump over them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow get on the stage, but. Um, <laughs> But back then, yeah, there's so many venues. I couldn't tell you where they are. I now. Saw, used, used to see so many bands back then. Yeah. Like every night of the week, it would yeah. be busy. Yeah. Yeah, the story. So I lived in Manchester for a bit and it was just crazy. Yeah, God, must have just, been. But just like. I don't know, there seem to be loads of bands you want to see though, but maybe it's just because you're young. But there's loads of parties in Manchester. That was like everyone's house was open, like, and there's loads of squats back then, and that sort of music could thrive almost you know so i mean yeah. we're at the, i think we're all similar ages but um but yeah it's 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 a shame so that we it, you're kind of like you know the exception that you're still going in a way you know because mm. because everything's drum but we're not drum and bass sort of grime now that's sort of what's selling sort of thing yeah there's lots of sort of like sort of psychedelic bands but they're not they don't really sound very psychedelic one, yeah <laughs> In this sort of like uh, yeah. shoegaze, shoegaze bands, yeah. but they're like a lot of younger people mm-hmm. doing sort of like. And you go, we've done gigs with bands before, and we're just like, oh, this isn't really that psychedelic. Like psychedelia is kind of there's a sort of spectrum to psychedelia, really, isn't there? Yeah, it's quite, it's quite broad. It is. So I just expect full on Hawkwind. That's all. Just but yeah. I, I think that's Hawk one Queen of the so things. Much. Yeah, we my well, friend's made. dad's um, Terry Ollis, and I went to college oh. with um, Sam Ollis, who's um, drummer. Oh wow! And I was a massive fan. So oh, that wow. was a nice thing about being a kid in London. Like, 
in Chiswick and Putney and all those areas, Richmond is where like the faces yeah. and people lived, and so we grew up with the kids. So oh, there was okay. it was you didn't know until you were like a teenager, and then you got into that sort of music, and then it's like yeah. what dub was in that band? <laughs> interesting. It's like what really? But yeah, no, it's it's. I'm sad to see that it, you know in today's money, it's not really the similar experiences. No, it's not that. It's not that sort of to thrown together sort of gigs anymore is there no. like, everything's sort of like a bit corporate and a bit mm. and the thrown together gigs are just terrible I don't know yeah even without kind of massive industry backing backing it's, there's still it's still cliquing it's still you have to go through some kind of system mm-hmm. but it's just not part of a sort of a major sort of company or anything but Without sounding like kind of cheesy, I don't feel like that's ever been a priority for us, is it? No, ever? no. Well, I don't know if it's because we've been around for a while. I was like, as people, um, yeah, <laughs> not as a band, because really, been around for ages. Yeah, as, as people. Yeah. I but I don't know. Like, there's never really been an agenda with us, is there? It's not Just like we must go. Going. We must go and do this in yeah, order for these people plan. to kind of get. Yeah, yeah. it's been... always kind of been pretty organic. I feel. Just, so just don't break up. We've just been trying to hold it together really yeah just and, and also when you get kind of get a bit addicted to playing i think yeah you don't really want to stop this is therapy and sound therapy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah gong baths in it every yeah, wednesday totally. so <laughs> i think it's beautiful to, to be able to you know find similar minds and uh, just make some beautiful music now yeah I'll make some beautiful music together <laughs> <laughs> but oh, i um i wanted to get your sort of um our first album info, if I can, and um, okay. and then include that, and then I want to do like a they they want to review your new album as well. Yeah, when yeah. It's coming out in February because I sent what you sent me onto Ed Lee Edwards. Who's well, that's the that's a sort of like penciled in happy plan of February. Yeah, but yeah. No, that on, this is so random. This whole thing. It's okay. like, there's no deadlines. It's like it's like it may not even materialize. I'll write something, but he might think. But he really likes you, so I don't see why not, because, you know, it's just... Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's really that's good. That's nice to get that feedback as well, because, like, in a, in a way, you're s- who's reaching out to each other, you know? It's, it's so random mm. how this shit works nowadays. Do you it's know what I mean? Random, yeah. It's really random. That was, that was one thing when we played Pigs Geeks. We, we had a sort of captive audience that we've never really had before <laughs> to that extent. And, like, and the amount of people that came up and said nice things afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. That was you, just so nice. you need really, to like really get emails, you need to like get, you know, people that you can send your CDs out to or merch to and mm. like, you know, get, you know. Get a database. Yes. Yeah. But you know all that stuff there. Well, yeah, but what it, it is, is like when you've just I'm driven like a hundred miles and <laughs> yes. unloaded the gear, then yeah. made the merch stand. Oh then, my God. I just, and then yeah. like come off stage and then sold the merch and then oh shit I forgot to get anyone's email address yeah 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 but no it is it's just there was like you know like and do you have endless... like a SoundCloud and are you all up on that shit yeah Bandcamp I think you've got yeah, Sound, Sound, SoundCloud no Bandcamp's so good enough uh, no, we don't have Spotify. Yeah, I mean, you can stream we're on it on, on Spotify, iTunes. Okay. Um, I noticed we're not on um, uh, YouTube, the, the platform premium. Oh, we? Are we? I haven't even looked. YouTube? You've got a YouTube channel? Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> do you have a YouTube channel? We have a YouTube channel. Excellent. We do like making little videos. Hey. Yeah, I noticed that your little, tiny little ones, that's what put you on my radar you know, like oh, you know, like you don't get kind of um, like as a um, like sh- what's it called shadowing when Facebook sort of only lets you see like twenty five people out of your friends list, and then that you get like that's it. You have to go physically into someone's page for them to realise that you want to see their feed. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, so, so then you get like the same my... shit the whole time. Yeah, like, I just see like three people's things. Yeah, I, I know more people than this. Yeah, so it's, it is yeah. algorithm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is algorithm shite. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember when the algorithms came in because before that, Facebook was just a sort of yes, well, you like, just got it like yeah. whatever they... popped up. Good old days of MySpace, mate. You put your tunes up and then people listen to it. Yeah, end of. Yeah, but now it's oh, all like, are they going to buy this project this now? <laughs> I know, they keep trying to make us 
it, it's really hard actually. Keep trying to make our band page like a business page. Yes. Yeah. Like and Instagram's yeah. just done Boost that to me. Boost this post now. For, I know, yeah. We have to pay uh, money. Like we, so we give Facebook all our, you know, like all our contacts, like we all our. All our links. Yeah, you link up. Yeah, yeah, it's all the people that we've met and know. They own it. And then they make us pay to promote any any no. posts to them. And it's like it's not it's not like fifty p. It's like twenty four pounds. No, it's it's. And otherwise, annoying. nobody sees it. Not even the people that are connected to us see it. So no. it just disappears into. So we do a video and it will just plop into the into the ocean. What was the name of that Nod album title? <laughs> Fuck the capitalist oh, machine. Yeah. What no what. It's way more inventive than that. I can't remember, but that's such a good album title, and it's so fucking true. That's a good album. Actually. Like any <coughs> crass song. <laughs> yeah. I remember I bought a crass 12-inch when I was about, oh, I don't know, 14, but and I actually hated it. Yeah. <laughs> but I probably get into it now. Yeah, I watched a Penny Rambo documentary last night, weirdly enough. I love Penny Rambo. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I've still got that house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about it. A couple of times in my life I thought, I don't need to Pop down there, there cup of tea. Well, You'd be like, oh, I'll tell you about the old days. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of living there? He's an abstract artist now. Yeah, he does loads of good stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. No, I'll have to look into it. Soon. Oh, you've got to go. Go, go, go. Soon, very soon. Three minutes. Are you, you going to be playing some music again? Or I'm sorry? not. I've, I've got to actually dash. You leave your stuff, I'll put it away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I can do like three more minutes here, but okay. then I've got to go. Okay. Um, on the influences side, though, mm-hmm. because I've never finished, Stooges are the be all and end all. <laughs> yeah. If there was no... if that would, You know, like when you do Desert Island Discs and they're like, if... You know, what disc would you save out of the wave sort of thing? Yeah. It would be Funhouse. That yes. record is... It's just got everything. It's weird, though, because I try not to listen to the Stooges that much, because... It, it might seep into your influence. I already No, I know, it's, it's in there already, but it's, you yeah. don't want it... You know, you don't want to get bored I don't of... think we sound like the Stooges at all, but for me, it's, I'm just saying, like, that, that record... Was... No, it's riff, so, isn't it? It does definitely... Oh, it's just everything about it the energy of it Whoa. I mean when I we don't dis- want to listen to them too much because no. I don't want to bore myself you know like when you listen yeah. to have, so much I have listened to them so much like yeah. I kind of like, can't listen it. to it anymore yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> it <laughs> no, you, you, that's it I mean I haven't listened to it for years I don't need yeah. to like, listen to it I can just play it in my head yeah exactly <laughs> but with the I mean, with the new album though I mean we kind of made a conscious decision didn't we to kind of go down a route where it was kind of caught live I think because of albums like Funhouse, where yeah. it was, it sounds so live. I mean, you can hear Iggy coughing when he's doing that screeching in the middle of like TVI. After he's done his screech, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I bought a, that in Amoeba Records in San Francisco. Oh, nice! Quite, in two thousand two, I remember going there and seeing it and thinking, "Oh, I love that." That's oh, so good. So cheap mm. there as well. Game changer, absolute game changer. Did you live over there? We just no, I just visited. Just visited. Yeah, we got a car and went down Route sixty six and. Um, nice. To Las, Las Vegas and shit. But, but yeah, yeah, the difference between, I think, like with the first album and the second album, wasn't it, that we've just kind of recorded was. What's that, the second album called now? Oh, we haven't, oh, yeah, we haven't yeah. decided yeah. yet. Yeah. There's a lot to be Ooh, decided exclusive. on it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was like we definitely kind of wanted to go further down that sort of route of capturing something more yeah. of that energy of being a live entity yeah, as bit, opposed to putting up. something on layers and layers on. And also, like on our first album, there's, there's a song called Curtains and Mausoleum, which is like the longest song. And that, that kind of informed us, our second album. Like, it's a bit more, a lot freer than yeah. all the other songs. There's a lot of songs on the first album which are like quite structured, st- structured, sort of almost pop songs. And I think we kind of drifted away from that just to kind of play songs that kind of play themselves, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, it's when we get together. And like we get together like on a weekly basis and we play it's you know it, it quite often happens like we could be having a really shit rehearsal for like three hours where nothing's sounding right or whatever and then all of a sudden we'll kind of hook into a riff or a groove or whatever and then the we can we can just know uh, seriously though Magic it's like you, it can flip the how starts floating <laughs> elevating <laughs> you can flip no, how your lovely. night or your evening or how you're feeling can go like that and then all of a sudden you're all locked into this kind of I don't know this gro- groove this bandwidth or whatever where I'm you're very all lucky to have that kind of yeah and considering it's like Wednesday night after work it's like the shit 
Sort of and why do you're addicted to it? You get this vibration so that we, you know yeah, you can't we get come anywhere in else. Slightly sort of frazzled. Oh, that's it. It's almost like you're connecting feeling. to this like other dimension in those moments when that happens. A bit, yeah. a bit of a channeling moment. Yeah, and it's like we can you go home. You've got to be quite any... happy in the studio. You don't want to go on tour. <laughs> you're just like, hey man, I'm yeah. happy here. Yeah, that's. Well, it's good to do that and then let everyone watch. Yeah. yeah, and especially when you lock well, into that moment on stage as well. Yeah, because yeah. that happened quite a few times on tour with Pigs, where I was just like, this then is that's, the that's best just showing off in it. No, it wasn't though. I never felt <laughs> yeah. like for once it was like showing. I swear to God, it was like I just felt like we were all locked in to one another because that's the other thing when you're playing on a bigger stage with a better sound system and better monitors. You know, you, I, I can actually hear music. what we're all doing. It's for really once. lifted you yeah. that experience hasn't it? To, yeah. to, to sort of up your game almost, I reckon. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, playing with those guys would make you up your game anyway, but having that kind of sound... Having the gear we... as well, like, yeah. you know, I'd have had a 8x12... Uh, <laughs> it reminds cab. me of Bad News when he gets the Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got Ooh, Marshall. He's got Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> it is, though, it's like, you know, I had a big cab, you know, and... Uh, nice. Suddenly, yeah. it's like fucking hell, right? Yeah. 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 Bumps that's oh, wicked. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll round up. I'll try and retrieve something out of that. But are you yeah, going to so continue to play stuff? Or? Yeah, we might have a little bit of a. Yeah. What time is it? Nine o'clock. Yeah, it's coming up to nine. My train and tomorrow. The last one tonight. For you better run. It's like half nine, so. Cool. Well, I'm. Oh. Thank you.